You are now tuned in to Pits and Push Sports Talk Radio. Episode 11. Pits and Push. Sports Talk Radio. Hey, this is your ugly sweater Christmas edition. As you can see. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> listen, we dressed apart. But at the same token, listen, 2020. It's 11 right. episodes in. We did it. We stuck with it, bro. Through coronavirus, Everything. the setbacks, we ain't the give pauses. Up. I'm happy for us, man. man. It's nothing. The trajectory, like you said last episode, is is nothing but great things from here, brother. I mean, I'm excited, like yes, just sir. to just to look forward to 2021. 2020 for me, you know, I call it the H's. You know, it was it was humble, mm-hmm. it was health, mm-hmm. and at the end of the day, it was a it was all about just keep driving, mm. keep pushing, keep pushing. Brazil, Brazil, huh? keep pushing. Push. Gotta keep pushing. You know what I'm saying? So man. it was. It listen. It was a challenging 2020. None, it nonetheless, it was. But through adversity, always comes great results. As long as you keep pushing forward, regardless of what everything is telling you, the obstacles that are in front of you, keep pushing. Keep pushing. Don't ever give up. Until success hits, man. Keep striving. So, with that, listen, we're going to have fun with y'all today. You see, we got our Christmas tree in the background. <laughs> we got gifts. Yeah, listen, what, what more? What more? You know, so, but the, the, the content today. Got some NFL. We got some uh, wild stuff to talk about. Some coaches at, what, 9U? Yeah. Some man. wild stuff going on. We got the NFL. We got the NBA preseason NBA's starting up. already. Couple wild things going on in NCAA as well. Hey, listen, man, I'm excited for the people. You know what you what you think? You ready? Let's get it. Hey, pits and push. Episode eleven, Sports Sports Talk Talk Radio. Radio. Welcome back, pits and push fans. Let's get it. Episode eleven, pits and push. We just gonna jump right in. We gonna start off, man, with With this wild story you've been telling me about about a coach now. Listen. Now we both played Pee Wee Ball. Now we've gotten schooned. For for our piss and push fans don't know what a schoon is. It's yeah. when you like you top back to the coach or you jump up off sides and they be like, Come here, boy, smack you over the top of your helmet. Yeah. That's what we call a schoon. Right. You got them every day. Every, day. every practice and right. games. But what I'm hearing from you and your pops is that we got a guy that went a little bit overboard. Not man. even a little bit, bro. Like super overboard. So oh, yeah. so for those that don't know, um, there's this uh, youth football. So there's youth peewee football leagues, and what happened? What happens is they bring a lot of the teams from different areas, from different states, to Kissimmee, Florida. And what happens is they they're playing championship games for that division, for that either age bracket or weight bracket, mm-hmm. whichever or however they're classified, right? Mm-hmm. And during the game, a coach went a, went way overboard than just a school. Mm-hmm. From what I read, I thought it was a school. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't upset with the school right. because of how it was written. But you know, in society today, when you read something, it's different than when you see the video, i.e., and I'm not throwing this out there to bring it back up for conversation, but when I seen the video, I instantly thought about the Ray Rice situation. Mm. Remember when they talked about Ray Rice and it was like, oh, it wasn't that, it didn't seem that bad. Even though he hit her, mm. that was bad in itself. Mm-hmm. But when you seen the video, 
Like, yeah. come on, man. Like, yeah. really? That's one of those, come on, man. So can you describe for those who ain't haven't seen the video what's, what's actually going on? So, yes, before we jump into the description of the video, I just want to give our audience a shout out. Don't know. We do got a guest. My Special guest in the house, Pops. My, my dad is in the building joining us today. We appreciate you for joining us, man. Thank you for the opportunity to be here, 11th episode. Thank you guys for persevering. Man. Yes, Thank so, you. my pops coached with uh, Upper Marlboro Mustangs, mm -hmm. right? And we're going to go ahead and I'm going to just step back and I'm going to let him push through with the rest of the story okay. and his take. And then we'll just give we'll questions just, and, and anything like that it. and bounce no that way. So, you you made me aware of the actual video. Right. So, go ahead and right. can you please give a description of what you saw, what you thought, what you felt, and what was your take from when you saw the video? Well, first, it was brought to my attention from LeBron James and Shannon Sharp and expressing their frustration and, and anger. So I wanted to see what they were so angry about. And what I saw was uh, a youth coach with uh, nine youth kids, one of the kids coming to the sideline, the coach actually cops back and he hits the kid. Then this... Then he goes a few minutes later, he walks away, then he starts mouthing off with the crowd. Mm -hmm. He goes back to the child again and he cocks back and he hit him again and he knocks him down. Mm -hmm. um, so then the kid gets up, down the coaches, grabs the kid by the helmet, and then he throws him off to the sideline. You're right. I, I have coached. I've even coached in that at that tournament. Mm -hmm. And the hardest thing is for me is not that I coach high school, I coach youth football, but to be a grandparent and a parent mm. is to watch something like that. We've all played football. Mm. We've all been chastised. You you both came up from Pittsburgh. I'm from Pittsburgh. We know what it was for a coach to snatch you. Mm -hmm. But now what he did was totally outrageous and beyond what his responsibility as a coach to a child. And that's where my frustration came in because we're to teach we're to let these children have fun, but we're not to abuse. And to me, right, that was right. abuse. Right. So we get these instances, right, where we got a uh, father maybe coaching his son. Did you think it was maybe an instance like that? Because we all know how that could be with 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 a relationship with the father and his son, on the, the father coaching son on the team and over expectations. You think it could have been a something like that? Well, I wanted to know even more, so I read it. But it was not his child. Mm. It was just a coach who actually should not have chastised a child. Not mm -hmm. even if it's his own child. Mm -hmm. You don't put your hands on a child like that. Right. Um, so it was a coach who really had no responsibility, but mm -hmm. to put his not to put his hands on that child. Right. And the crazy thing about it was, honestly, when I like I said, you know, it's one thing to read it and hear it; it's another thing to see it. So for me, when I read it, I'm like. I'm thinking like if that was Dylan's, he probably deserved it, right? Mm -hmm. If that was Kennedy, he deserved it. If that was Lil Flex, that was Lil Bam Chase, mm -hmm. he probably deserved it. But then when I seen the video, that was completely different because I literally thought it was like we said, you take your hand, you smack me hard, open handed across the head. I don't go, I don't jerk that much. I see it, I take off, run my couple laps, I come back. We do the play over, right? Mm -hmm. Nah, this man literally, it was, it to me, it reminded me of like a grown man taking a hand back, ready to punch another grown man. Mm. And he ain't take no, the velocity and the speed and then the angle at which he hit this little boy. Like his, the first hit was bad enough. The second hit was crazy because the first hit, his whole neck jerks to the left, mm -hmm. right? 
you messed that kid's whole neck up. When it, you know, for me now, since I had the surgery, I'm real. I'm a lot more, you know, conscious and more like sensitive to helmet hits like that. The second right. hit, he took the kid off his feet, yeah. and I'm thinking as a parent, hey, in that moment. I don't know. That might be a moment. I, I got one, one question. Crowd, where, where, like, where's the parents? The mother. The mother did not see anything wrong with it. The mother did not want to press charges. It was the state of Florida who decided to press charges. Mm. Okay, can I just share? A lot of times in these situations, these kids don't have fathers. Mm-hmm. So the mothers so, are mm-hmm. utilizing the coaches as, 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 a, as, father yeah, as a father figure. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times the mothers really need to step back and say, you know what, that's still my child. Mm-hmm. I've got to protect my child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You think you're putting these people in a position that's going to um, look out for the best interest of your child. Yeah. And a lot of times that's not the case. Damn. Yeah, that's that's real. It was crazy, man. That's real. Like I, I literally thought about, because I said, because when me and my father had a discussion about it, and I said, you know how many times I got slapped at practice and mm-hmm. how, what the words Stone. and names I was called by mm-hmm. some of these coaches at practice? Yeah. But I ain't never been hit like that. Mm. I ain't never been hit like that. Yeah, that's that's a little too overboard. Like, man. when I say overboard, bro, like, I, mean, that, I don't know crazy. what I'll do if I, I see somebody doing chase like that. You know what I mean? Even, I, we, like I said, we played football, but right. I've never got nothing done like extent to me. You know, we getting schooled. They making us run hills and stuff right. like that, but my getting head, slammed down. Head, right. Like, all like that. the headbutted a couple times, but yeah. I ain't never got punched. Yeah, nah. Like punched like a grown yeah. man by my coach. Yeah. So that that was that was after I watched the video, it, it changed my perspective on the yeah, story. Yeah, I gotta I gotta go back and watch that. Maybe I could uh, get the link up and maybe I could put it up here over here somewhere and y'all could check it out if y'all haven't seen it already and y'all could give us our take on our forms at Pits and Push. Right. You got yeah. My my, my last take on this is that. A lot of times, people don't want to step up and be coaches, and you get parents, like you said, or you get other people who are really not qualified. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they can pass the background check, but are they really qualified to spend time with your child? Right. And I think that's where these organizations really need to look more deeply, not just the background check to see if I've committed any felony, mm-hmm. but also maybe just start um, going out into community and say, hey, we, we're thinking about this coach. What do you think about him? Because I think what happens is uh, we put all this ownership on a coach, and he's not your father, but he's also not the person that's not supposed to be chastising you to an extent. We've all played. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I grew up in an area where they used to kick you, punch you, but that's not the era today. Mm-hmm. And that's really not the way life should be taught to right. our children You're anyhow. Right. Yeah. You're right. I agree. I agree, man. I agree. But listen, <laughs> that was te- that, that was a tough that was that was tough because as you, when you're talking about kids, just the environment and the socialist the socialites and the 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 way the world is now it, it's like you have to protect them at all costs mm. you know because they're exposed to a lot of things that we weren't virtually because we didn't have at our disposal so not at our exposure so now you know when you're talking about protecting them there and then to think that you know you still have to protect that physical front especially when they play organized sports mm. to know that you you still have to to make sure that you are very vigilant into what's going on and understanding what is overboard and what is, you know, just what's trying acceptable. to get, yeah, right, was mm-hmm. trying to get my child in alignment to whatever it is that he was supposed to be doing at that moment. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was way overboard, mm-hmm. you know, so, but listen, 
We're going to keep it moving, man. We appreciate you for joining us on this episode, our 11th episode. 11th. Last one. 2020 is going down. Ugly sweater. Let's get it. Pits and push. Sports Talk Radio. Let's go. Episode 11, Pits and Push. Sports Sports Talk Talk Radio. All right, we're going to jump right into it, man. We got the uh, NBA restart. We back with the preseason. Balling. Got a lot of news, man. Did you, uh, what about you? What's going on with your boy Kyrie, man? He got a lot to talk about. He got a lot to talk about. He just ain't trying to do it in a setting like this where it's the media and him. And, and he's he's contractual. He's contractually. Uh, did I say that right? Contractually yeah. obligated. You know to do that stuff, man. I mean, I I think I. But my thing is this: he's not actually sitting in front of him. It's a Zoom. It's a video conference. It's a Zoom. Right? Yeah, but he don't want to be asked certain questions about you know who. Right. LeBron James. LeBron James. That's my guy. This guy here. What? So I man got four now. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. How many Kyrie got? One. Because mm. of LeBron. Mm. Okay. However, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't know. Kyrie, I just don't understand his stance of why he's not doing it. He, he really didn't he really didn't give a reason on why he won't do it or why he doesn't think it's a good idea. He's doing it from a video conference standpoint. So avoiding questions should be do, I mean, do like more Sean Lynch. He's always Lynch. Do just, but just do that. I'm just here so I don't get fired. Why, give a response like that to the questions you don't want to answer. I mean, I feel like people you 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 owe the people now that you now that you've uh, bitten the apple. You already laid it out there. Yeah. So you you weren't expecting people to want to to know more or question about it. If you didn't want to deal with it, you shouldn't have never said it. So now you got to deal with what comes with what you said, bro. You got to lay in your bed, right? You made it. You made it, man. I mean, just come on out. Just let them know what it is, and just you know. Like the conversation we was have, having with your pops, let it be known. Yeah. And, leave it, and did it. Did the situation, you know? Yeah, I, I don't get that kind of situation. I didn't understand because he's not in front of the media personally or literally. Mm-hmm. You know, it's more from a, from him behind a computer or a camera talking to them when they behind a computer. He says he now has a guy that could hit that shot, which is KD. We know who he's talking about when he says that. Right, and I, you know. I don't agree with him putting KD in there because I like KD, and I think Kyrie just, Kyrie throwing him in the mix. Like, I'd rather Kyrie just kept that between him and LeBron. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, whether you thought LeBron could hit that shot or not, guess what? You made a championship yep. just because of LeBron. <laughs> and I hate to say it because everybody that know me know I'm not a LeBron fan, but let's be honest. LeBron is the reason why his teams have won. Been doing his it leadership, for a long time. What, 17 his, years? His leadership is phenomenal, yeah. bro. Ultimate facilitator. His leadership is phenomenal. It's like having a coach on the field. I mean, on the court, not his, the field. I'm sorry. Despite that, it's, it's his his knowledge. His, and for me, I think it goes well beyond what we see on camera. Mm. It's what we don't see. Mm. How well he take care of his body for mm-hmm. seventeen years in, and he's playing better than some of the younger guys. Mm. Yeah, um, and I agree. His work ethic at practice and the hours he put in, which then transcends to the to the display we get daily on the court on mm. national TV. How 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 
How much longer do you think he could keep performing at the level he's performing at? Honestly, man, the way he's moving, and he's still young. You think he, he could have a chance to play with his son, young Bronny? You think he could do it until Bronny get there? He said that's one of his goals, to play with his son. If you just saw his recent interview, I think, with Max Kellerman. I think that's who he did it with. Don't get How old line. is Bronny? Uh, six, 16 or 17. Nah. You know um, what he said? If he, if he can keep his body up like he's been doing for 17 years, I'd say maybe another four or five years solid. Who who play? Do you do you know who played the longest in the NBA? I don't. Ever? I know my man Kobe put up a good solid. What, what he did? Seventeen. So 17, 17, 18. 18. something like that. We gotta Google that. Does it, let's ask our piss and push audience. Do yeah. anybody know who ever played the longest who, seasons right. in the NBA? What NBA player? What NBA player? Season. That's that's good. I'll, I'll, yes, that's the question I'll for you guys. What NBA player has played the longest season in the NBA? Um, shoot us that in the comments. We really appreciate that. Also in the NBA, we see your guy. I know you like him. Uh, I like him as well, man. One of my, one of my. I want to say he's top maybe ten to twelve in the league. Paul George signs his uh, PG thirteen signs for a five year extension for two hundred and twenty six million. Is he worth it? Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Okay, so he's he's still with the claw, Paul. Paul and the claw, huh? I think you give them that chance and that continuity to, to strengthen and to get better and to um, get a little bit more cohesiveness. Yeah. Well, they owe that to the organization despite that horrible game seven last year, right? Yeah, and they, they fuddled. They was three and no, one. No, Kawhi, Kawhi all one. one as well. One of his worst games ever in the, they, in they the NBA playoffs. Then Paul George hit the backboard. Come on, bro. You owe, you owe us that. At least he ain't run. Yeah. At least he ain't run. He stayed there. He got his money, and uh, I'm happy that he got his money. But do he deserve that type of money? Is he still that type of player? I think he is. I mean, you look at the NBA, it's to say, do you think Paul George is a top 20 player? Yes. Yeah, I, 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 I'm going to say... And then, the and then for me, when I look at these players who's getting these max deals, like let's, that's like somebody telling me James Harden deserve, James Harden goes to the Nets and he should get a max deal. I'm not... I'm not a... I, I've watched PG and I'm not, I'm, not a, I'm not the biggest basketball fan, but when I look at PG offensive and defensively, mm-hmm. Harden is only offense. I'm not all in on Harden. Harden doesn't give me, and then he doesn't give all. Harden takes games off. And like, pre, I don't know which episode it was. Like I told you, I, I don't see how he's always in, in the mix for MVP and candidate, and he doesn't play defense. I it's think the MVP should be yes, I agree all around, and it should. But when it comes to Harden, we know it's not all around wow. because we know Harden don't play defense, which tells you it's all about the entertainment offensively. Mm. He's averaging 30 to 40 uh, points a game. Well, mm. if he's averaging 30 to 40 points a game, look how many shots he's taking. He's taking. Mm. And mm. then, like, look, but the MVP race is a joke to me sometimes. It's more you know, political sometimes. Because if you want to be honest, I mean, hell, in the last 17 years, LeBron should have won it at least 10. <laughs> As much as I dislike him, you know, be quite honest with you, he's been the face of the NBA for 17 years. Yeah, and, and while we on LeBron, uh, you know, he was news with him. He just said uh, 
two of his championships out of his four were the hardest in ever in NBA history. And I think the years he were referring to was 2016 and 2020, you know, the bubble year. Yeah. And then I think that's the 2016 years when they were three and one. Now, do, do you feel, um, is he right? Do we have an argument? I feel that's in his opinion. I don't think he was comparing it to others. I think he was saying in his career, mm. in his lifetime, the adversity that he feel he faced when he looked at the many championships that he were a part of, mm. that he feel that these two were the two that were that he felt gave him the most challenge. I don't think he no, was comparing that. NBA history, bro. So that's different from my history. That's different from my NBA history. Okay. NBA history, period. So he's saying so, in general. In general, NBA period. So the 2016 team, what was that? The Heat team? They was down 3-1 against Golden State. And they came back and won, right? Mm -hmm. I, get out, I get out to them. That, that was one of the great years. I can't remember another But I don't want to say that with, like, but that look at the team they still had, though. Oh, but they were down 3-1 against Curry and them guys. You know what? Was that the year he was with the Heat or the Cavaliers? It was Cavaliers. Okay, so... Cavaliers. Yeah, so not the Heat, Cavaliers. Right. So, yeah, so... Yeah, that was he down 3-1. He didn't have Wade and Bosh and... No. Uh, and the other side. He had uh, J.R. You know. You don't want to say his name? Yeah. Kyrie. Yeah. He didn't want to say Kyrie's name. That's that one ship Kyrie Yeah, yes. so, so I, can, I, can, I can agree with that one. Right. This year... Uh... I mean, I could see it being a hard year as far as, you know, being in a bubble, being away from your family, the confinement, dealing yeah. with the virus. Yeah. I mean, from that perspective, but as far as, uh, you know, as a physical challenge, uh -huh. I think maybe 2020 was probably the me mental challenge for the league. Right. Biggest mental challenge for because the league. Because you had to, yeah, I'm pretty sure because mentally and then thinking physically and how your body and your the coronavirus mm -hmm. and just having to not upkeep yourself mentally but physically and making sure that you kept the distance and kept yourself at a neutral place where you you couldn't be affected. Mm. So I can see that being a challenge, man, because you weren't just dealing with the obstacles on the court. Your biggest your biggest obstacle, obstacle was, was off the court. court. Right. So, yeah. Sit while we on that while we on the road, man, we got another and we're talking about the NBA. We got another Ball in the NBA. Oh man, we got a uh, Lamelo Ball. You, got, you mean you got two more we got, balls? Well, yeah, LiAngelo Ball made his debut as well. We got the ball. Lavar knew what he was talking about, huh? Big baller brand. Maybe he was a genius. We was laughing at him. Maybe he, he knew what he was doing the whole all, time. He said, "All three of my sons is going to be in the NBA." And then, did you see the draft? Did you see how his dad was on? His dad was on the couch like this, like I told you. So he had his mask on, but you couldn't. You could just tell his whole swagger, like. I told you so. That's big ups though, man. Big ups to the big baller brand. That's big ups to the ball man. brothers. I hope y'all all ball out this year, he man. Did what he, needed. he did what he was supposed to do as a father. Man. Yes. And he groomed his boy. Good job, brother. To be, to be in that position to be where they are now. Good job. So regardless of his arrogance and thinking that he can beat Michael Jordan in a one-on-one, -on -one, which I highly doubt. He said I could beat Michael in his prime. No, you couldn't. Uh, rapid fire, brother. Will the Lakers be in the finals this year? No. Who will win the MVP this year? Damian Lillard. 
Who will be the most disappointing team this year? Who will be the most least important? De- uh, disappointing team this year. The most disappointing team this year. Um, I think it's going to be... Uh, what's, what's the team that Gordon Hayward went to? Mm-hmm. Uh, was it the Bobcats or the Hornets? I think it was the Hornets. Whoever whoever just paid what, Gordon what, Hayward a hundred million plus in three or four years, I gotta I go. Going, I think that's going to be the, uh, the least because one they invested money in a player who. Well, that's Jordan's was, team. Don't Jordan own the Bobcats? I, it's the Hornets or, or the, the Bobcats? Hornets or the one Bobcats. or two? Or he coached he, the Hornets or something like that? No, it's the Bobcats. He owns the Bobcats. Okay, but I'm think what I'm saying is. Whoever invested that money in Gordon Hayward, because if they look at it, Gordon Hayward was hurt the first year with the Clippers. Mm-hmm. Then he was hurt. He keep played. Then he got hurt again last year, right? And then when he came in, he wasn't effective. Mm. So I don't think Gordon Hayward. It, like a lot of people have been critical of PG thirteen, saying, "Oh, but come on, PG thirteen, he he's on the court." Mm. Yeah. And that and that and that that really blows me. And it's not a black and white thing, and it's not a race thing. But it does it does bother me when I hear a lot of people say, "Oh, this player shouldn't have got his money," mm. and then they tell them, "Be grateful for what you got and mm. shut up and play." Shut up and play, but boy. Then, huh? But then Gordon Hayward get the money, and then we looking at PG thirteen like that he deserve it. But yeah, everybody's saying Gordon Hayward deserved his, and mm. he ain't do nothing to deserve it. Mm. More like Christian McCaffrey. Christian mm. McCaffrey deserved his money. Yeah. But I felt like he, no questions asked. He I got. Felt, I felt like Bell, Le'Veon Bell, deserved his as well. He did. When he should have gotten it at that time. Mm-hmm. You know. So I just, I just wish we would stop criticizing players for acknowledging and knowing their, their worth, worth. Mm. and wanting what they deserve, mm. and I then agree. watching the counterpart take. And then nobody questioned why they got it. And then the one thing they say is, well, they're not complaining. Okay, so what? Mm. They ain't got to fight for their worth. When you don't got to fight for your worth, there ain't nothing you got to say. You don't, you don't got to critique. You don't got to fix. You don't got to correct nobody. Mm-hmm. Because you're automatically going to get it. Mm. And that's that privilege. There's, anybody that says that there's not a privilege, then you're, you're lying to yourself. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like that's privilege. Yeah. Because I don't I know that my privilege affords me the options and the opportunities that I don't have to say anything and I'm whether I deserve it or not, I'm gonna get it. Mm. But I know if I look across the court, or if I look across the field, and there's somebody out there that basically did exactly what I did but better, mm. and because they're they're on social media and they're a lot more in the limelight that they shouldn't get their money because of that. No, I'm sorry. What I do on the field mm. and my social media, regardless of what I tweet and text, yeah. has no has no regards to my pockets and being paid. So Gordon Hayward to me is a bust. I'm mm. sorry. My the team, the surprise team that I think, mm. I've been the Clippers, man. I'm excited to see John Wall and DeMarcus Cousins team up again. It's like watching them boys play at Kentucky. The Wizards, you mean? Nah. John Wall is on the Houston Rockets now. 
Oh, the Rockets. Yeah, right. yeah, 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 the I'm Rockets. I'm interested in seeing yeah. John Wall and DeMarcus Cousins. A lot of people may not remember, but they were teammates in Kentucky. Oh, yeah, they played last night. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. They, they had, matter of fact, while we on that, uh, the Cousins had 14 points, 5 rebounds, 2 assists. John Wall had 13 points, 5 rebounds, 9 assists. And Eric Goran had 16 points, 1 rebound, and 3 assists. The Rockets defeated the Bulls last night, 125-104. And uh, before that, though, the, I want to say that Houston Rockets went on a 14-2 run, and I was led by DeMarcus Cousins and mm. uh, John Wall. And DeMarcus Cousins said something at the end of it. He said, listen, he said, I was so caught up. He said, I have flashes of being back in Kentucky mm. to where I get so caught up and watching John Wall to see what's, what, what is Showtime going to do next. What is he going to surprise and do next? Mm-hmm. And for me, it I think it speak it, it, it speaks life into that Houston Rockets team mm-hmm. to make them think. You know what? We didn't waste trading uh, Westbrook to the Wizards and picking up Wall, even though we know Wall haven't played in two years. Mm-hmm. You know, and we know Cousins have been hurt for the last two years, mm-hmm. but to see them and to see. Anybody that plays sports know that when you play with somebody and you have continuity mm-hmm. and you go your separate ways and you come back, there are still familiar areas yeah, for sure. within them individuals that sure. helps build team help to build team. It's chemistry. just like it's like your boys in your neighborhood you ain't seen in a while. Man. You just pick right back up where you like left off. Like you ain't never left. For sure, man. So yeah. So I'm 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 excited for them, man. I'm excited, you know, I'm excited for the NBA, NBA season, man. I'm excited to see how it goes. And you know, listen, I'm like Laker friend all day long. Let's go Lakers. Let's go for a repeat, baby. You know, get Laker another one for Kobe. Long, but I can't wait to see. I'm I'm excited to see KD on the court this yeah. year too. Yeah, yeah. Feels bad for Clay. Yeah, re 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 did injured that knee, right? No, it was a, it, it ACL. Was another, uh, it was his yeah. opposite knee. Yeah, I think so. Wow. I feel bad for Clay. Damn man. So. He still had Curry back, right? Curry yeah. be back. Yeah. Um, Draymond. Yeah. We'll see if they could get back on back to their prominence. Yeah. We'll see what LeBron got to say about that, though. But hey. Episode eleven, man. Twenty twenty. Twenty twenty, man. Been a rough year. Proud of you, dog. My man. Pits and push. Sports talk radio. Back pits and push fans. Let's get it. On this on this uh segment, we're gonna talk about football, whether NCAA, NFL. We're just gonna combine it. Hey, I always wanted to do this, bro. I'm sorry, this is sad. I always wanted to do this. What? I'm a big fan of Jada Kiss when he like. <laughs> <laughs> this dude. This dude. <laughs> or 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 what about the MC8? Gia. 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 Hey, that's not good. <laughs> hey, let's get it. Hey, on NCAA news, we got a couple championships coming up. We got the SEC. Yeah, man. We got uh, uh, ACC championship. We got Alabama and Florida coming up, man. Mm. So, yeah, Alabama, Florida. We also got uh, um, Clemson, Clemson and Notre, uh, Dame. Notre Dame. Notre Dame, yeah. my squad, man. Clemson, my squad, too, man. I honestly, I honestly, I'm rooting for Notre Dame. I am too, man. I'm tired. Of, I'm tired of Clemson because I'm tired of Alabama too. Clemson been skating in the weak ACC forever. I, I need the ACC to get a little bit more strengthened. 
in football, bro. I'm sick. I'm sick of seeing Clemson roll over everybody. Well, I think they like we talked about this a couple podcasts ago. I think that uh, scheduling should yeah, be stronger should for those be. type of schools, especially Alabama. Alabama and Clemson should. I'm my opinion. Those teams should play in the regular season. Yeah, for sure. Those teams should play in the regular season. For sure. I that way you knock somebody off. You can't have Alabama, Clemson, and Georgia in the daggone championship every year. Yeah. It is boring. I, I, I think it needs to be a change to schedule. And yeah. I think I think more the better teams should play early on in the year and not just be championship or bowl games. However, there is one tidbit. What's that? The SEC... Never has a problem with strength of strength of schedule. Well, in conference, because the SEC is dominant. Well, in conference board. games, you know they still schedule out of conference games. No, they schedule out of conference games, but the SEC in itself, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. is a whole lot dominant than the ACC. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, when sure. I look at the SEC, I'm not really I'm not really that harsh on Alabama or Florida or LSU because they play Auburn. Like they play a lot of good teams. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Can can we name a real dominant team in the ACC besides Clemson in football? Honestly, mm, not right now, man. Okay, last year it used to be like Florida years. State. Well, when the Florida State dropped, Pitt ain't really Florida going State dropped much. when uh, Jimbo Fisher left. Right, right, right. I'm just saying, like we, what Miami. Eh. Miami's sketchy. Yeah, Miami sketchy was here, ranked man. at the beginning of the year, and they we got North Carolina. In North Carolina, they was ranked up high too, and they dropped off. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. So, Clemson, can y'all Dabo, bro? Can y'all play somebody a lot more? <laughs> can y'all can y'all go out instead of playing a Citadel? Well, that, that, like well, that? well, if you're going to do that with them, that got to apply for everybody across the board. But guess what? It can. If you Alabama can play with other teams across the board, but this is what I'm saying. I don't think Clemson can. If you're the number one, number two, number three, what? Well, the top 20 teams, right? If you're in the top 20, you got to prove that you're in the top 20. You got to play. Y'all got to play each other. Pac-12, Pac-10, SEC, ACC. Um, who am I missing? Mac. Mac. Those, the, and there's a whole lot more. Big 10. Big 10. Those conferences, those top teams in those conferences should be playing each other. Mm-hmm. Then strength of schedule would say, "Hey, yeah, it'll, it'll be we played a top, we played yeah. three top twenty five teams this year, and we beat them all, mm-hmm. regardless of when you played them. Mm. They were top twenty five. Your strength of schedule is is heavy for me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I feel like for the NCAA, that's what they need to be. Yeah. In other NCAA news, though, Utah State." I heard about that. Their players sat out mm. because they had a Zoom conference call with the president and they were voicing their opinion mm-hmm. and the election of the new head coach who mm. they believe coach uh, I don't I'm I may not pronounce his name correctly, but his name was Coach Molly. M A M A I L E. Molly. 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 And they were basically voicing their opinion how they felt like he should be their next head coach. Mm. And the president of the university made comments based on his religion and his culture. Of how he wouldn't fit or what? Of why of how, why he didn't feel like he basically would fit. Wouldn't fit what, the program. The, their program and what they want moving forward. Mm. So the players as a whole decided to sit out. Mm. Big ups. Big ups to them. Testament to them. 
Because at the end of the day, when you look at a college, changing now, when you man. look at a college uh, locker room, you're looking at a lot of diversity. Unity. You're looking at a lot of backgrounds. You're looking at a lot of different upbringings. Mm-hmm. And for them to come together mm-hmm. as a team, it says a lot about their character. I believe. Well, isn't that what 2020s, this 2020 year been about? Strangers coming together? It has, but for me, I would like to see what happens when 2021 is here. Because what happens in our society is that we have these moments where we come together Mm. and then the world opens back up Mm. and then the world tells us that it's okay that you don't and then everybody goes back to being them. Mm. So it's not about what we're doing now. Can we continue this? Mm. Can we continue where we're going or when pandemic is gone, will we go back to it doesn't affect I think, me. I think, I think the pandemic changed people for the better. I, 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 I would I hope so. so. I would hope so. I, I, hope I believe so. that. I believe that. I would hope so. Well, you know, well, in my situation, it has, you already know, I, I talked to you about it. I've, I've actually gotten blessed in a sense of, in this pandemic, I we affect my family, me, yeah, man, and just meeting good people, bro. I met a lot of good people during this pandemic, man, and, it, and it's been a blessing upon my life, bro. And that's dope, bro. Yeah. And, and I'm glad you shared that because at the end of today's segment, with it, with it being our last segment, you know, we're going to give our own personal touches on what picks and push, and how it how it has driven us and the place that it has and what we've overcome in 2020, mm. um, you know, for me and for you, you know, um, transparency, mm. um, is big. I just posted about that. You man. know, transparency is big, um, accountability and ownership. And sometimes being transparent doesn't always mean that we're putting people in our business. It's just letting them know that I have faults and failures too. Mm. And I had to overcome just like you. You know, man. So not getting too much that, into that. Yeah, we do not say that. You know, also NCAA news: Pitt and Boston College, two ACC teams, decided to opt out for the bowl games. Yeah, I did. There will that. be a lot more teams to follow. Yeah, and I, and I'm not mad at them. Well, that's that's also to the testaments of the you know they got the spike right now everywhere, so they're closing down everything. That's just the safety and hey. and I believe the players have something to do with that as well, man. But you mentioned this a couple podcasts ago. The universities were closing down, shutting down. Mm-hmm. Students, students were being sent home, home, but not students. Athletes had to stay. They had to play. It's a testament it's to no, the players. It's no more amateurism, like like I said. There's no more amateurism, and I, like I said, it told it shows the balls and the tenacity of these yeah. young players to speak up and. Believe in themselves and, and know that what type of power they do have over these companies, man. Because, I mean, we that's what we're going to call it what it is because they treat the student athletes like employees. It's, colleges are companies, man. It's, it's about money. Everything's about money, man. So, so we're going to transition on money. Mm. <laughs> let's, let's hop right into it. <laughs> you got a $100 million quarterback that's about to be on the bench to a rookie. Jalen Hurts about to make his first start for the Eagles. I think it might be good for the three and eight Eagles. Hey, Philly, 
Y'all should have been made to switch. Mm, Y'all should have been made to switch. Why you say that? Carson should have got the money he got. Y'all should have gave y'all money to Nick Foles. Mm. Y'all didn't show Nick Foles no, how much y'all cared about him mm. when Nick Foles took y'all to the Super Bowl. Mm. Nick Foles came in and did exactly what Carson did, but better. Twice. Mm. Super Bowl run, then the next year. Mm. Carson ain't played a full season for you, Philly. Why'd y'all give him that much money? Mm. Carson was not worthy of that money. Mm. Y'all gave it to him because Jared Goff got his money? Is that what it was? Mm. Y'all was trying to match what L.A. did for Jared when Carson ain't earned that? Nick Foles got that man his money. Mm. Like, so 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 he's not worth the $100 million tag? Is it a rap? Excuse for my Lynch? language. Hell no. Is it a rap for Winston in Philly? Huh? Is it a rap for Winston no, in Philly? No, it can't be. I, it can't they be got me too much on the hook for money for him. That's what I was going to say. So what if Jalen Hurst goes out here... It doesn't give back the starting job. He he is there's no not giving it back. What you mean? What if he plays tremendously to where we they, we can't get a starting job back? They so, gotta so force that. Mm, they gotta force that. Wentz gotta play better because you can't have a twenty a thirty million dollar quarterback holding a clipboard on the sideline for a rookie who's making twelve. Where they do that at? If the Eagles release Wentz, the Eagles are hit for a lot of damn money. So, so you're going to tell me we got the young stud in here, he's producing, but we got this $100 million quarterback on the shelf who's who's playing like trash. You know he just signed that contract this offseason. Yeah, I, I know that. So, then, you know, I'm, that's 60 I, I'm million. Bringing in, I'm, bringing, I'm bringing you their mindset right bro. now. So, they got to figure something out. But what if this dude goes out here and balls? Don't, bro, I don't care. I gave you 60 plus million guaranteed mm. on the dotted line. I don't agree with, I, I mean, I don't disagree with you. So, therefore, I'm just saying it's like the dilemma, year, the, the, the dilemma that they're, they're about to have because I believe this young dude. He is. And I, I, I believe I, this I, young I, dude is going to ball out. I like Jalen Hurts. However, I'm saying this to Wentz. Guess what? And I'm looking in the camera for this one. Wentz, you had a pandemic. We're going to let that be your excuse. You didn't have your usual offseason. You were coming off an injury. We'll give you that. You didn't get to have that continuity with your players because you had new pieces. You you never played with this, uh, with Deshaun Jackson. Alshon Jeffries have always been hurt. Since you've been there, when you were healthy, when you weren't healthy. But come next year, when you get a full offseason, you better do better. Mm. You got to do better. I'm sorry. Jalen Hurts can come out, and Jalen Hurts can win the last remaining games. Jalen Hurts can can come out and throw for 900 yards and – and 16 touchdowns and five interceptions. But, but what is your realistic expectation? My realistic him? expectation for Jalen? Yeah, for Jalen. I expect Jalen to come in and do no worse than Carson. It's no pressure. It's there no pressure on no, him. There shouldn't be because Carson Wentz was in that system for years. There's no and pressure Carson on him. Wentz didn't do anything with that Listen, Jalen, just come out. Let your nuts hang, bro. Have fun, man. You don't got no pressure on you, bro. Just come out here and just you do You know what, what I don't like, though? The pressure's on Wentz, bro. You know what I don't like? What? I don't like Fletcher Cox, and I don't like the offensive lineman's response. What? And to Carson Wentz being benched. What? They basically was basically they basically were saying to the team, we disagree with your decision. 
That was an individual response. That to me, as Jalen, I'm saying, you don't believe that well, I he's can a rookie. get the job done? Well, Carson Wentz is somewhat battle-tested. Battle how? What you mean? Tell me how he's battle-tested. Because he, he he lightweight led them to the playoff the year they won the championship. Did he? Yeah. He took them, he took them basically he? to the playoffs. Did he? Yeah. Remember, Carson got hurt. Got hurt. Three, three, three or four games left in the season. Nick Foles moved the offense better. Uh, that's not that's not what I'm saying. Okay, that before, was before before even Nick Foles okay. was even okay. even thought of. Carson Wentz right. Carson Wentz was playing lights out, bro. Right. Before Nick Foles was You're even right. thought of, he was having a lights out year before he hurt his knee. You're right. Let's not let's not do that. Let's be fair. You're right. Let's be fair to Carson. You're right. However. Last year when Carson came back, he got hurt again, right? Right. And Nick stepped in, right? And remember, last year, the Eagles were declining last year when Carson started off. And then when Nick came in, they started elevating again. And for that NFC East division to be as horrible as it is, like, the the, the team that's going to come out of the East is going to have about, what, five or six wins? So, how is it for an Eagles team, mm-hmm. coaching staff and Peterson, leadership on your offense and Wentz, leadership on your defense and Fletcher, Fletcher Cox. Yes, you Malcolm Jenkins, Malcolm Jenkins left. That was your anchor. Mm. But for that team to under they they underplayed because. Nothing was different for them. Mm-hmm. They didn't have to learn the man next to them. Mm. They didn't have to learn the strengths to the people next to them. They didn't have to learn nothing new, right? They had the same offense and same defense. Mm. So for them going to virtual learning, it was basically just prepping mm-hmm. the Redskins. New offense, new defense, new head coach, right? Mm. The Eagles, new 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 head coach, right? Mm-hmm. And then the... Uh, who else is in that division? The Eagles, the Redskins, the Cowboys, Cowboys. and the Giants. Mm-hmm. Giants got a new head coach. Mm-hmm. The only team with no turnover during a pandemic were the Eagles. And they're horrible. They didn't have to learn anything, bro. They didn't have to learn a new head coach mm-hmm. like the Redskins, mm-hmm. the Cowboys, mm-hmm. and the Giants. They all all of those teams got new head coaches mm-hmm. and new systems. Right. So why is it that the Eagles are struggling with a Carson Wentz that's coming off injury and should be fully healthy? Carson cannot read the field well. I just think he's he's not that dude anymore. He's I just not think seeing the field, bro. He could be seeing ghosts, brother. Oh, don't say that. He could be seeing ghosts. What quarterback? I think. Uh, what quarterback said? Listen, that? though, he's taking the most sacks in the league. He's, he's taking, taking the most. He's taking hits. Them. He's holding the ball the most longest in the yeah. league, so that could force you to, you know, see things that are not there. You know, you're getting hit every damn near every play. He's holding the ball. ball he's holding. Long, he's, right? he's holding the ball longer than he's supposed to, and and his O line is not the best. Would you say that Carson Wentz is the the quarterback in the league who holds the ball the most, the longest, the longest? I'm gonna have to say yes. So how do y'all feel, pitch and push fans? So, so let's transition to a quarterback that's getting rid of the ball the quickest. 
and we're still struggling to move the ball. Well, Roethlisberger cannot throw to himself. He can't throw to himself. No, they have to catch the ball. Especially if you're throwing the ball 51 times a game, that's your rhythm. That's your running game. If you're dropping balls in a short game, your rhythm's going to be off. Roethlisberger threw the ball, and I knew you was going to say this, so I prepped myself. Okay. Roethlisberger threw the ball 50-plus times. Yeah, in the last two games. No, no, no. Last game, last, bro. Last two games, he threw over 51 times. Last, last game, we ran the ball 14, 14, times, 14 times, and we threw it over 50. Right. The game before that, we threw it 51 times. Right. Thing, so that's 102 times. games. Right. What I'm saying about the last game is we threw it over 50. We had nine drops. Nine. Nine. You, we had over 10 drops the game before that as well. But let's, let's, stick, with, let's, let's stick with the ratio of 51 and nine, right? Mm-hmm. So 51 and nine takes us to what? 49? Or what's that? 50? What? 50, 50 drops. I mean, 50, okay, so 51 passes passes to 14 runs. To 14 runs, right? 51 passes to 14 runs, so 51 minus 9, right? Mm -hmm. So, So. therefore, out of those 9 drops, let's be clear, Roethlisberger cannot throw the deep ball no more. Roethlisberger does not throw, he does not lead our receivers on slants, outs, ends, or posts. Roethlisberger does not give our receivers that ratio to run after catch scenario. Then what 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 problematically puts us even in more bad situational football, and it's not just Randy Fincher, because Roethlisberger called the plays. I disagree in the second bro. half. I highly disagree with you. Roethlisberger don't call plays. I'm not. I'm not saying that. They have to catch the ball. They do, bro. but that's not. If that's not drops. Listen, bro. You a football player? That's nine drops. That's nine. Listen. That's nine. You're a football player. I mean, they're catching. They're catching stuff. Football prop. They're catching. They're catching stuff like that's hitting here, bro. I mean, here. They're not catching here. They're not catching it as hitting here. It's they're not like that's hitting their hand. They're, they're dropping. They're not, they're not Claypool, Claypool catches like that. Now Claypool drops stuff like no, that. Johnson, now Johnson. Johnson. Johnson, Why? Johnson does catch with his body, but not more as Claypool. Johnson has more catches like slants that he's dropping like this than yeah. catching like now Claypool. Claypool catches is more of this. Yes. Claypool drops a lot of dumb You're stuff right. like that. But Johnson passes. Johnson is here. His hands though. He catches more but with this, his hands. You see where I'm at? I'm facing this way, but I'm here. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Rolfsburg got to do better ball placement yeah, too. Yeah, uh, but yeah. So I'm, what I, my 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 point is this. Out of 51 passes, we had nine drops. Mm-hmm. What does that say about the rest of the passes? Roethlisberger does not give our receivers the best position to run and catch at the same time. Roethlisberger's passes are either short or behind. Roethlisberger doesn't – he's not throwing good passes either. I'm, I'm not going to put it on – His decision-making isn't good. I'm putting I'm, – I'm going to put it on the O-line and the run game. You're not going to give any of the – you're not going to get no. I mean, he's not okay. Ben is not the Ben of old, but I he's, don't care. But, but look though, Ben is getting the ball there. They have for them to be successful. If we don't have a run game, and they're you, if, if Ben's getting the ball out under three seconds, oh. then that's an extension of your run game, right? Oh my God! Wait, what, what do you no. mean? No. Yeah, so they no, have no, to no, catch no. the short balls oh. to get. 
so you can get uh, uh, momentum. That's the extension of your run game. The short pass is the extension of your run game. So if there's if we're throwing 51 times, we know we can't run the ball. Y'all have to catch these slants, these quick outs, or whatever the hell they is, because that's basically our run game, bro. So that's helping the momentum of the team, bro. Ben on Ben in the third and fourth quarter last week called three wide receiver screens. Why are we doing wide receiver screens? Why are we doing wide receiver screens? Then Ben threw. Four passes to three or more defenders on one player. Tell me. Please don't he act like it. we don't see that. He caught it. No, wait. He caught the last one. What was that? You're talking about James Baltimore Washington. Game. That was Baltimore. That was the Baltimore We game. locked up on that. Yeah. Last week, I said to my dad, and me and my dad watched that game. I said to my dad, it's a matter of time before one of these tip balls get us intercepted because Ben keeps throwing into triple and double coverage. Ben's arm is not as strong as he thinks it is. I mean, it's not as strong as it as it once was. But I think. But can you say I think Ben? I think not to cut you off. I think Ben is playing well enough. No, he's not. I'm, can I finish? I'm sorry. Said? That's your opinion. My bad. I, I think Ben Pits is playing. I think Ben is is playing well enough. To get us to the AFC Championship, I don't think so. I, I think that I think the receivers, if we're if this is how we're going to play offense, I, the receivers have to tighten. Who's up. the leader on offense? Ben. No, I'm just asking. What position is the leader? The on quarterback. Offense? So let me ask you. But the quarterback question. can't throw to himself, bro. No, I, I get that. He's putting them in position. Look, he's putting them in position to move, move bro, the chains. Just, he's giving them first downs, and they're dropping the first bro, downs, bro. I just told you, we had nine drops out of 51 passes. I'm giving you the drops. I'm giving you the drops. Just hear me out. We do not move the ball at all. We struggle to get first downs. We do. I don't. We struggle on short down yardage. Right. Get on short down yardage. Bro, I'm going to run it back. You're why was back. Anthony McFarlane the first option on a fourth and one on a wheel route? Right. Sometimes you got to smash mouth. It goes back to smash mouth. But bro. why was he the first option on a wheel route when we needed one yard? Mm-hmm. Not only that, not only that. Well, you know Ben got hurt on the QB sneak last I time. I don't care. That. That's why we don't QB care. sneak. I don't care. Ben shouldn't be in then. If Ben can't, like, first off, Ben ain't never been a QB sneak quarterback. Let's be honest. We Ben is six foot plus, 200 plus. Ben has never been. I watched smaller quarterbacks put their nose down to get that short down yardage. Bro, what do we do on fourth and goal bro, or fourth got, and one? You don't remember who he got hurt. That's why he don't do it. Bro, bro. it doesn't matter. I know he's a football player. I know, but that's why they don't do it. Bro, where, where are we going without Ben? Honestly. Nowhere. That's not That's not my so, point, though. It is. That's, no, that's but not listen, my point. If, if we can be sneaking to get hurt, that's not we're my having point. a different conversation. That's not my point. My point is this. We're nothing without Ben at the quarter position, quarterback position now. But that does not mean that Ben content, can continue to put us in these effed up positions no, no, situationally. You're right. You're right. What that means is on fourth and goal, we should not be in shotgun. You're right. We should be have a fullback in here and we smash him out, bro. We should not be in shotgun. Smash him out. Get a fullback in here, line up, and make somebody's nose bleed, bro. Wow. Stock bubbles. But this is Ben's call. Snot that bubble. fourth and one goal was awesome. Ben's call. Listen, you think I wasn't cussing at the TV? Wow. How about how about how about 
Snell jumping from the five yard line. Get behind your pads. He won't lose your leverage. Wait, wait. What happened behind? Get behind your pads, bro. But wait, though. We ain't gonna put no. We ain't gonna put none of this on Snell. We're not gonna put none of this on the old line. Snell, Snell only had nine carries. McFarland only had five. However, that fourth and goal on the goal line when we first off, Snell only touched the ball once in that six down series. Remember. We had three downs. They got a penalty. We got three more. We threw five times. Snell got one. Snell, what that don't you do? ever jump don't from ever the four-yard line. And ain't nobody in front of you. Get behind your pads, young man. That's fundamentals, man. I know you was mad at yourself about that, he man. He jumped, and he jumped the yard. Man, I'm telling you. Get behind your pads, bro. But at the end of the day, Message to all your young running backs out there. Fourth and goal, fourth and inches. Get the ball, get low, get behind your pads, and drive your legs, man. Stay on your feet. At the end of the day, though, I'm going to be clear. Our offense is stymied by Ben and our receivers and running backs and offensive line. As a whole, we are horrible on offense. We're not good at the quarterback position. We're not good at the running back position. I don't agree about that quarterback position, Ben. How? How? I, we're, we're, we're good at quarterback, bro. Are we? I think, I think we're we average to, at quarterback. With Connor. Average. With, with oh Connor at oh running back. Oh, my God. We're average at oh best at the running God. game. I give you that. Uh, but we're he's better than anything else we got back there. I Give it to Connor. We need Connor back so there. So, that brings until, me to Until we find something else, get my man Connor Until we find something else, we had an opportunity to go back and get Le'Veon Bell when we, we tried to get Bell last year. We move forward. With, with with the trash we got, we move forward. Connor's not the answer. We never, we never, we never. You was high on Connor. We're in a text group, and it was a couple of other folks that feel Connor. I don't, I don't care. care. But can I ask you a question? How did you feel? Hey, Sean Far. Hey, shout out to my homie Sean Far. So, hey, how did you feel when Sean sent that text in the group about Connor? Hey, so on my, on my life, it doesn't but look, matter. But look, though, on my life, I was waiting to see what you said back, though. And his his response was epic. It was only a pushzilla fashion, cause you know what he did? He sent the he sent the uh, picture of Connor like this. <laughs> you know, pushzilla fashion. That's all he could do, Listen. and that's what I expected. So I don't expect him to say Ben is fucking us up off. Oh, I'm sorry. You good? I don't expect him to say Ben is messing us up offensively. I don't expect him to say that James Conner is not what we need at running back. I don't expect him to give them criticism because they're not they're not. They're not a diamond in the rough in this situation. We're horrible on offense. We do nothing for our defense and special teams. Our defense and special teams, game in and game out, has put us in great positional football. But what does the offense do? We get five first downs a game. Yeah, I don't want to you know step it up. My man. blood pressure's rising. I tell you what though, it's all y'all good. better show up against Buffalo tomorrow. Hell yeah. Real quick. It's Taysom Hill or starting quarterback in the NFL. No. No. I agree with you. No. Will anybody pick him up as a quarterback? Hell no. I agree with you on that. I just Hell need to no. get that in there. The only reason why he's starting over Jameis Winston is because they promised him that. They had to stick by their word. Mm. They signed him to an extension on the, in the offseason. Mm. They said, if Drew Brees went down, you're our guy. Mm. He's not even throwing the ball. 
They saying the Saints is winning. Give it up to the Saints. You know what the Saints are doing? The Saints are making adjustments where adjustments need to be made. The Saints know his strengths and his weaknesses. So he's not hell throwing the touchdowns. He's running them. Hell of, hell of an athlete. But he's managing the game. Yeah, game manager. He's not making mistakes. Alex Smith. Alex Smith. Back a run. But, hey, on that note, we thank y'all all year for tuning in. I 11 know. of them things, Listen. bro. From the heart, we appreciate y'all. I love it, bro. We did it. Twenty twenty was a messed up year, and we we stuck we stuck in there. We hey, listen, there, man. In twenty twenty one, yeah, the heights are greater, bro. Like yes, sir, man. I love you, bro. The adversity that we went through collectively and individually, mm. yeah. Like man, twenty twenty has been a struggle for me personally, mm. but through it all, I smile because at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? Not to get religious on them, but God is greater. And I know that through the adversity of me standing still, regardless of what I'm being faced with, regardless of what's being thrown at me, man, like for me to stand, and a lot of people are disagreeing with my position in standing, but I stand because at the end of the day, man, God don't make, don't make mistakes. He don't. And I am so grateful for Pits and Push because... It brought us through a pandemic, man, like where we had an outlet mm. that we normally wouldn't have had. Yep. So this was, the timing was awesome. awesome. It was, man. Timing is And perfect. I appreciate you, man. Like we took, we took an idea. We jumped out there. And we, jumped we out made on it faith. happen. We jumped out on faith, bro. Just, you know. Regardless of it, regardless it of what's going to happen. happen, right? Regardless of what, what whatever's happening, you know. And I we did it. I can't wait for twenty twenty one, man. Me neither, man. Like the heights, new heights, man. We new goals. Like the the interviews that we have coming up. We yeah. got we got current NFL players. We got current pro G, GMs, GMs. ex players, ex players. Like oh my goodness, man. Yeah, man. I'm excited. But for you guys, man, we appreciate you for sticking with us in twenty twenty. We ask that you continue to support us in 2021. We thank you. We yes. love you from the bottom of our hearts. We are internally grateful for all your comments and criticism and we, the support. Man. Thanks for all the likes, shares, comments. Even if you just viewed us, man, we, we just thank you for giving us the air and the moment of your time, man. Very appreciative of, the, of that. Continue to stick with us and just you know, uh, uh, allow us to bring uh, uh, light in this in this rough time. You know, pits and push, man. And with that, man, we pray that you and your families are safe. We pray that y'all continue to have a blessed 2020. Yes, sir. And we look forward to seeing y'all in 2021. For with sure. That, pits and push. Sports, Sports Talk Radio. Now tuned in to Pits and Push Sports Talk Radio.